Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. As you know, in this podcast, we like to take big, giant, juicy topics and break them down into tiny little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help ourselves and hopefully some of you through the process of change. We're obsessed. We talk about it all the time. And uh, and so today, I think we have kind of a fun topic in store. It was freaking me out last week, Rod, as you well <laughs> know. This week, we are going to talk about challenging our assumptions. I was in the thick and the throes of listening to the book by Adam Grant, Think Again, and it messed with my head a little bit. And so we thought we'd unpack a little bit this week what it is to challenge our assumptions. Rod, my friend, what are you going to add into the mix to get us started? Tell us about the research you've done. Oh, jeez. Listen, I was doing, when I was listening to you and your struggles last week, I was very empathetic, <laughs> it was but I was also doing a little happy dance. Like only only people who are indecisive will understand this happy dance. When when they come across the super confident, always make fast decisions person, going, "Uh oh, wait a second. <laughs> For the record, people, I told Rod that I was like close to being in my closet on the floor, curled up in a ball. That's how stressed out I was, and he was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> I was like doing a little dance. I'm so happy that you're... <laughs> and it's only indecisive people like me that can relate to this because it's like, oh my life, people are telling me just to make, just, why do you bother to worry? Just go with your gut. Make a decision and go. Yeah. And in fact, you and I had this, we did last yes. March, did a topic on decision making where I shared my... And my challenges in the past, and you and were saying, I was you just, reverse. You I just, was kind of like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> I wanted to buy a cello. So it's come full I wanted circle. to buy the most expensive cello. I made that decision, and I just did it. <laughs> well, that's were, true, though, and I yes. still feel like I made the right choice. But we I think, did. okay, I think we have to unpack the balance. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I ju- yes between like <clears throat> so decisive that like. That maybe we're not listening, and so indecisive that we can't get out of the the mucky pits. There's gotta there's gotta be a way. There's gotta be a way. Right. Okay. So let's let's give some let's give our listeners a little context of what how we how we got here. How you got yeah. crawled up into in a ball in your closet. <laughs> Chella, what am I? So, challenging our assumptions to make better decisions. Hmm. Yes. It is a difficult... It's right. As soon as you open the door to doubt, meaning like your first reflex thought, you might need to rethink, think again. Then it brings in that challenge. So, how did you get there? How did I get to what part? The scared part? (laughs) This is the, you know, the TV show movie where they show the, the... the, cha- the, the flashback the point and then they rewind <laughs> to the beginning let's rewind to this so you're happy go okay. lucky okay walk into okay. your i'm just minding my own business i'm listening yeah. to my what who was my secret boyfriend adam grant although right now no he's awesome yeah. uh so listening to this book and i started thinking like what process have i been using to make decisions which have book I were you just, listening like, have, to don't make me keep saying it <laughs> you didn't you haven't said it yet you keep saying it. Think again. Uh, think again. Okay, think again. So I was okay. listening to Think Again. 
I'm not saying it again. <laughs> and it was stressing me out because I was thinking, like, have I just been pushy with all my decisions, especially like decisions that just involve me? No big. But yeah. decisions where there's maybe impacts to other people. Have I just been pushing forward with all of my decisions <laughs> throughout my life and especially professionally in maybe. a way that like has not been as critical thinking as I could be and has not been as good of a scientist? I always like to... You know, I, I, I talk a lot about it, just in my personal life about the need to be a scientist and sort of mm-hmm. dig into things. And have I not been doing that with my decision making? So mm-hmm. it created a little bit of a crisis in my in my inner workings of thinking, like, have I have I been doing this in a way that's been pushy, not fair, mm-hmm. uh, not taking into account all the all the different data points that are out there and it just got me thinking, like, even at, especially at work for the week ahead, how am I going to do this? Like, how am I going to be at work? That was the real <laughs> crisis. It's like, how am I? I'm asked to make decisions, like a hundred decisions. My perfect vacation is one in which I make no decisions because mm-hmm. I feel like we do nothing at work but make decisions all yeah. day long. And so it really kind of messed with my head a little bit. Yeah. It was, it was really stressful. It was really stressful because I just, I am typically such a, as you know, such a decisive person. And it made me think like, it made me rethink all of my processes. Yeah. Interesting. So, so the, the part of where that doubt comes from, we're going to geek out a little bit here is the, you know, do you remember we talked about the thinking processes of uh, thinking fast and thinking slow. One is yes. a fast automated process. And when you, when you, you know, it's the stuff you do without reflecting too deeply on it, but you're making quick decisions. Those are actually the most confident ones when you stay in that mode, when you get into right, thinking right. slow and you're think you're, you're weighing different points and options, you come to a decision let's say maybe sometimes a better one because you've thought of different options, but there's a lot of uncertainty in that process. It, it, it's, it's just the, the sense of uncertainty and feeling not right is connected to that thinking slow process. Oh, and I was not yeah. comfortable. No, I know. And then for other, but you know, it's, they, this is where confidence does have a, we should maybe one day talk about the value of exuding confidence because it does carry a little bit. Like when you're there making decisions and everybody's listening to you and it's like, wow, Leslie's so confident in what she's saying. She must be right. And you're saying to yourself, <laughs> I'm so confident in what I'm saying. I must be right. And everybody's feeling good. <laughs> and then me on the side is like, well, have you thought about the other thing? The thing that... <laughs> Have you challenged your assumptions? So how what, how does uh, Adam Grant's Think Again uh, help you think about challenging assumptions? Well, I think, and, and again, understand that as I was listening to it, I was undergoing this like deep internal process. So I don't know that I remember all the detail, but... I, I think I just remember my experience of it. So yeah. all I can convey is my experience of it. So I think it's it's about how I how I've changed this week is that I'm asking a lot more questions and I'm making sure that I'm taking in 
different opinions on things. I'm asking, what have I missed? I'm asking. And, and it's, it really messed with my inner uh, perfectionist, like my perfectionist gremlin was really mm. shook up by this. And this feeling, I realized this deep feeling of like, I have a hard time when I don't know something. Like I have a really, really hard time. I feel like I need to have answers for things. And I know where it all comes from. Like it, I know where it, I come at it honestly, but like it's certainly not helpful at this stage. And so I think those are the bits it kind of shook up and, and I'm realizing this week, having process, having spent a week really deeply processing it, I I think that that's what it was messing with. And so now I'm just getting better at asking and not being embarrassed or um, feeling like people are going to think less of me. Mm -hmm. If I say, like, what do you guys think? How's everybody feeling? What have I missed? Mm. Um and all those questions where normally I just, I go and I feel like we go at such a speed at work that I just have always valued that speed of mm-hmm. action. And so now I'm giving myself a little bit of permission to breathe for a second. And it's not like, you know, it's not like a day. It's like within a meeting, but still <laughs> giving myself that permission to like, because I can only go so slowly. Like I, I really, you know, I, I got to keep things moving. I really... But at least in the span of whatever it is, asking those questions, making sure you're taking in different perspectives, allowing other people to weigh in on yeah. uh, on what the decision is and, and not feeling as though it's going to make um, it's it's going to make people perceive that I don't know what I'm doing, mm. you know, they mm-hmm. so that, you know, what that. I was going to say, I think so that, I think it that might comes have been with a blend territory. with that questions book. Yeah. It might be a blend with that questions book that we we talked about. I think a couple episodes yes. ago. Yeah. Better that change was, your questions, change your life. Like a, to me, it was like a little. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that kind of kickstarted the thinking for me, and then yeah. you get into the Adam Grant think like a scientist kind of thinking. Ask lots of questions. Mm-hmm. Don't make any assumptions. Be okay if what you thought on Monday changes on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Like that I've always been good at, but it's the it's the decisions in a moment where it like where it messed with me mm. the most. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's do you um would you ever be in a spot where you would say, like, I don't know the answer. I'm not ready to make a decision or there's no clear decision. So let's take a certain let's take this path. But or would Yeah, it, we have a I have a situation at work right now where there we have three different options and there's no option that is the best option. Mm-hmm. And so like it's just what's the least you know what's the what's the least I don't know like what's the, what what's the least objectionable of three options that yeah. none of which are like a perfect decision, you right. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cause and we tra- where I think before I would have seen, like, I would have said, okay, that's the one go. Now I'm more like, okay, well, let's go out and talk to other people. Let's get more data. Let's ask more people. Like, it's, it's, it, that's changed too. Yeah. Yeah. But I think sometimes you have an invite, sometimes you're in a space where you can't, you're afforded that extra time. And sometimes you can't and you have to make a decision and you have to go. And it's like, it's a little bit situational, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, so what about you? What do you think of all of this? I feel like it's been like a lot of me talking about my stuff. What's your take on <laughs> all this, it, my friend? Well, so <laughs> You're just loving it. That I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving know, it because... Quasi-indecisive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you, 
you know, I'm, there's a guy I, w- I lived with at university who was in my, he, he's the prototype in my mind. He, he would always like look at me with disdain if I, you know, he's like, what? There's no issue. Just do it. There's no debate. Like, don't, don't reflect on anything. Don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> Black and white. There's always a yes or no answer. And, and, and so I always struggled because I'd be like, why is it me that I can't make my own decision? Part of it, from my context, part of it is like you get used to it. I could, maybe in a way I'll relate this to what I was trying to say about the sorry topic last week is that when you say sorry too much and like, or when you, you're reflecting on decisions too much, you end up delegating the responsibility of that decision to all the input that you get. So it's like, I'm going to collect oh. more information. I'm going to hear what people say. And then, then in your mind, it's like, well, okay, I talked to five people and three of them said do option A and two said do option B. Well, I better do option A because most of the people I talked to said that. So I went. And then know, do you feel like there's an abdication of like if things go sideways? Oh, totally. I can say, well, I took those people advice. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yes. And, in, and it's, I think lots of tough decisions are like that actually people just covering their butt to say so there's i tend to think everything is my fault so i wonder if there's a correlation like i wonder that's an interesting correlation yeah so you you delegate that tough thing so the um then you get to a point where it's like okay you're collecting insight but in a way you could talk to five people and they could say something and you you still have to be able to, in your own mind, not like make an independent decision. So, for example, when Adam Grant's saying is don't get attached to a decision you make on Monday because you might change it Thursday. That also goes to the don't get attached to what everybody else is telling you to do. Right. To still be independent in the thought. Like you have to, there's a trust of you're putting all this information in your brain, you're letting it mix around and... Um, uh, you are the one, the point of connecting all the insights that you're gaining. Like when you talk to different people, they only have a very slice of the situation. You're the one who has it all connected in. So, so people like, uh, I was going to say people like me, but you're now part of this too, is people like us have to fight back to this super confident person that they come along. So this is the other risk. You, you ask for input from people. You come across super confident Leslie, and Leslie says, "Oh, this is your answer." <laughs> I probably would still do that for the record. <laughs> and you have—it's hard when somebody's so confident about that answer to be like, "Would I do something different?" They were so sure of themselves; they must know something I don't know. Well, yeah. I realize that because I've had people play things back to me word for word. And I'm like, I don't ever like I do not. I don't remember saying any of that. Oh, you think people like, play so back now, to you like you told me I should do this. And you're like, I yeah, don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I say to them, like I so now, like I say to them, if I'm saying something is again, like a lot of this is so much for me to work context. But I'll say I'll start something now with these are just words I'm saying, like, don't no one take action. <laughs> No one do anything. This is not a command. Like, this is just like a thought bubble coming out of my head and out of my mouth. I'm just expressing a thought because I'm realizing how many people take it as like, oh, well, Leslie said we have to create 
create a 3,000 line spreadsheet and yeah. done. I'm like, no, 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 no. I know. Oh, oh, that's good. We should. It's right. I guess that's the the you know with come great with great power comes great power, responsibility. Great responsibility. <laughs> you, you need a little like disclaimer about you know like subtext on the WebEx. I do <laughs> say that now at work is, because I I'm so careful. I'm so careful. <laughs> I realized that about a year ago when that started happening, and I'm like, oh my goodness. Okay, not yeah. my intention. Not my intention. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because then people go off and start working on things and doing things. And it, like, meanwhile, you thought you've just had a discussion, like a conversation with people. I know. But yeah, it's 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 so interesting. Yeah, it's just so interesting. It is. Some so, of my favorite stories in the books were pe- in the book, in the Think Again book, were yeah. stories of people who were almost excited at the thought of being proven wrong and that they you know they went out with like a a proclamation or an idea or whatever and then other people scientists or whatever came along and sort of found oh no like this wasn't right or this data wasn't in, was incomplete and da 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 and the, mm-hmm. my favorite stories were these people who were like oh yeah now we're making it better yeah and uh, like that to me is a fascinating, like that's a really cool way of going through life, I think. Yeah, Of totally. thinking like, well, thank goodness. Thank goodness this changed and it's yeah. been made better and, and we're thinking about it differently. And, yeah. and Oh my gosh, there's so many connections back to this, our conversation last week. So take that mind, like they, that what you're saying, when we were talking about our situation where you, you apologize for giving the feedback, I'm like, yeah. Were you intending to be rude? Because that, that actually was helpful to to hear the this different idea. But it's it's that it totally is like I think that is the aspiration is to be in a spot where we're striving to uh, an outcome, but not tied to the dis- like the whatever decisions we're making along the way. Yeah, it's so, and that is part of it. Like, it feels like that's sort of the Buddhist theory of non-attachment. Like, how do we get less and less attached to decisions, solutions, plans, whatever, to allow um, the most flexibility in our lives? Yeah. And the most, you know, it was just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what else did he say? Very interesting. Think like a scientist was one of the things with hypotheses. Yeah, that like most people go through, there were different categories. He had like a like a preacher, a prosecutor, mm. uh, and there was one other one that I can't remember. But it's all the different approaches that people take to life. So prosecutor, again, is like, as you can imagine, is sort of going at people with all the logic and all the facts. And, and I felt bullied by people like that, if I'm oh, honest. Yeah. Like, I've, I've had that person in my life show up multiple times. Uh, and, uh, and I really, really felt that. And yeah. then the preacher, of course, is the person who's like, I'm going to make you believe because this is the best thing. And they've just got so much charisma that you're, you know, Mm -hmm. you're following them because of the charisma, not because it actually turns out to be uh, the right thing. And that the safest place to be is a scientist, always asking questions, always setting out hypotheses and seeking ways to find out whether they're they're true or not. Yeah. And not approaching it as like my idea, just an idea I thought was a really helpful thing too. Yeah. 
Oh, I like that. I can't remember what the fourth personality yeah. type was. There was a fourth one. But yeah. clearly it's the other two who have shown up the most in my life because those are the ones I remember the most and sort of had the most internal stories around, you know? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and certainly, have, you know, this is when it comes to uh, big uh, decisions in life outside of work too. And that, you know, when you've got this idea or something pushing you to make a change and you're not sure usually it involves very un um, uh, sorry very ambiguous situations or certain things that are not black and white yeah uh, and it's like it's that process of you how do you go through that to make a take your path forward it's almost like we should decision i mean we are take making small decisions or big ones all the time decision seems final it's it's like a choice in the moment of a path forward well and i guess the i guess the magic is to remember that even if the decision sets one on one path versus another there's going to be another bifurcation like there'll yeah. always be there'll always be the opportunity yeah to rethink things and you know, even if, even if in quotation marks, a decision is wrong or turns out to be not less than ideal or whatever, yeah. there's still, I guess, a chance to, to find a better way. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. There was a, there was a, there was a part in the book about sort of, um, the right versus happy debate, which, you know, I'm a big believer in the right versus happy debate. Like if one has to choose being right over being happy, um, what would you choose? Then, then I'm all happy all day long. Yeah. But I, when I was younger, I chose being right. Hands down. Oh, me too. Like, I'm still struggling down. with that. I was like nuclear about being right. Oh. Like nuclear about being right. Like it was the most important thing to me. And, uh, and there's a balance, there's a balance in that too, I think, in this whole idea of challenging assumptions and rethinking things. Because if we truly want to be happy, then the black and white thinking that comes with rightness is never, is, yeah. in my experience, not been a path to being happy. Yeah, you know? it's so true. <laughs> the, uh, I, I still struggle with that. This is going to be a weird story. I hope somebody can understand it. But I was watching, <laughs> I was watching a TV show, you know, Ozarks? You know, the series Ozarks with yeah, Jason Bateman? Yeah, but I haven't watched it, but everyone says I should watch it. But yeah, yes. Well, they just came out with season four. And you got to watch the, the season. You can't, it's, it's really good. I was watching season four and I've forgotten most of what happened before that. But um, there's a scene where Jason Bateman is there with, uh, I don't, Laura Linney, I think it's the, who plays the wife. The, the drug cartel guy is like giving them a challenging thing. And, and the wife is being like, giving are you giving the, spoilers right now? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not but the, wife's giving, right. the wife's giving what is the right answer <laughs> of the situation. And Bateman is giving the like, happy answer which is basically saying like don't tell the person you can't to do it in the moment like go okay you want me to do that that seems okay i'll go figure that out and then then go away and go like there's no way we're gonna do this we can't do this <laughs> which is which is what happens so it was like dramatic scene killers and drug people whatever and then but it that, that it to me is the like then go to a work or personal situation i can't let go of the no, that's not a good idea. Or like, or no, that's, you know, not right. It, which drives people crazy. Cause I, 
you were much better just to like <laughs> choose happiness. Well, I because I always <laughs> think there's more than one way to go at things. Like despite my decisive, like I, that's the cello. There it is. I'm done. Yeah. Thank you very much. I tried a bunch of other ones for the record. I just decided on that day that that was the one. Um, but like I do, there's there are always ways to do things and different yeah. ways to do things. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's and, a. Um, I want to share. But also, like, it might be easy for me to say that because you know, like my, I don't live with four people and have to take all those opinions into account <laughs> and all that. So it might also be that I have created a life for myself where I don't have to live in that very often, except at work. Oh <laughs> my gosh! Yeah, that would be <laughs> that'd be a good interview question. How many people do you need to check with to make a decision in your life? Just yeah. Uh, nobody or i have to go through answer zero answer yeah. four <laughs> ha person um <laughs> so there's a let me there's this uh okay little, another little researchy thing here there's a decision framework by a guy named his name is snowden he's it, and it's called this sinefane c-y-n-e-f-i-n uh, framework. I'm not sure if I've ever talked about it before, but it basic. And if you listen to podcasts with this guy, he's super confident. It's so it's very ironic because like when you listen to him, he's like one of those person. He's right about everything, yet his decision framework is about how to consider your situation to know when you to be indecisive or you you can't be right about everything. The irony. Fascinating. So so the 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 neat idea that he points out that I think we can all apply is that. Some situations are black and white. Like, it's straightforward, repeatable. It happens all the time. You can apply like a right. best practice. Like, you know, g you know, given some generic situation, you can make a quick decision to say, like, yeah, this is very straightforward. This is the thing to do. But then, as you get more complex or ambiguous, you can get to a point where it's like. I don't even understand the situation, let alone understand what to do. And the, often the problem is, is we try to apply the black and white thinking to the wrong situation. Right. And so in those cases, and I, I remember when I learned about this framework years ago, this is the thing I took away and picked up is, is like the point there is action helps you better understand the situation and to learn from it, to then just make your next decision. And so that's the takeaway here is that, recognize if it's if you're even not even sure if you understand the situation don't try to be super decisive but take some form of action and that will help you understand better take some, you know take another action that will help you understand even more to a point where you can point yourself in hopefully the right direction oh, i really like that yeah because it feels it's like you're it's like <laughs> it's like your bite-sized chunks are black and white you're just action black and white action yeah, yeah. bite-sized chunks bite-sized chunks bite-sized chunks yeah answer bam yeah that's better than just being like i know the answer to this whole like really you know you're right, saying you have right. a thing where there's three options and each of them could work and you don't really know because right but trying something will help you uh, learn from it. It's the same for, I think, in in our personal lives. 
It's funny because I know so many of our topics all relate to one another, right? And this Mm -hmm. one, we've talked a lot in the past about growth mindset and sort of the idea of being a a lifelong learner. I feel like all of this is like decision making in a growth mindset. If, if, you know, it's how do you be open? How do you be... um, open to the idea that even like even if something goes sideways the answer is great what can i learn where can i go next what can i do yeah it feels like it's kind of that and then yeah. it feels i think that's what allowed me get to get out of the darkness of my closet was realizing that like i i even like even my worst case scenario was i make a big mistake that impacts people and yeah. uh and that, that's a even if that's the case it'll be okay. And I can say a genuine, back to our last week's topic, I can yeah. say a genuine story if I need to, but yeah. the, the likelihood of something going that sideways is so small yeah. that, you know, it's okay to take the time, it's okay to take the breath, it's okay to take the learning, Yeah, uh, and it's okay to have an open mind about all this stuff. Yeah, totally. Okay, I think we've defined also when's the, when's the one point you could say sorry is you could say sorry to somebody saying like, listen, I gave you the impression that I knew the answer decisively when really I was just brainstorming. I'm sorry I didn't give you a disclaimer. That would be your one okay, situation. That's one time. That's no, the I'm only also time you can to say, say it at other times. <laughs> you mean in a work context or in one general? I am getting better at it, FYI. I Good am life. getting better at sorry. And I've engaged other people around me who are pathological sorriers too. Oh. And we're be- forming a support network. Good. Where we call each other out. It's yeah. so good. So it's like, yeah, or it could be at, you know, at your apartment, your neighbor says, you're chatting with your neighbor and they're like, oh, should I let my boyfriend move in that i've just met for one week and you're like yeah that's a great idea for <laughs> that could work yeah because i'm likely to say like, that <laughs> you'd be like oh sorry I, I, you know i may have seemed confident sorry with that, that was stupid advice, but <laughs> i would <laughs> i wasn't weighing all of your pros and cons oh dear <laughs> what an example <laughs> Oh, I kind of, I, I do. I do feel better. It did really rock my world at the beginning, not in a good way. It's mm-hmm. sort of like a questioning, but maybe that is part of it too. Maybe that is part of the whole journey of, of the rethinking and the reframing and the, and all of that is to it let is. ourselves be shook yeah. up every now and again. Yeah. Uh, Cause I definitely feel better. Like, and I, and I feel like I had a, like, I, I like the week I just had at work. Like I, mm-hmm. I really like it and I like the conversations I had and all that. And so that's gotta be a good thing. Yeah. 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 Good. It's good to hear. <sighs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you for not making me talk about this last week. I think it would have been a different <laughs> conversation. I'm glad we went with sorry that's last right. week instead. Yeah. I did the. Oh, I got I a bit so, of a let, my friends. Yeah, I was. <laughs> he was so pushing to for this topic, it. and I was like, uh, "No, nobody, nope, nope." I'm glad we talked. It was about one of those moments though. where I was like, "Should I push on this?" I was like, "No, Leslie seems she doesn't want to. I'll let it go." I was. I said my I happy think eventually dance. I week. said an absolute no. I think <laughs> eventually right. I said an absolute hard no. That's right. Which as a which as an apology junkie, like is you know, it doesn't come easy. Yeah. So 
<laughs> well, thanks cool. for this, my friend. This Thank has been you. a good, uh, a good. I could still got more to learn and more to think about on this for sure. Mm -hmm. Yay, library Thank card! Yeah, that's right. It all came from the library card. <laughs> it really did. Yeah. It really did. It's magic. Mm -hmm. Thanks, my friend. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone.